screen. Recording started. special greetings amen from elr prophetic show podcast network where we're spreading the gospel throughout the nation on tonight we like to welcome you tonight amen monday night fire amen under the leadership of apostle dr robert Peterson jr amen of by faith Olympus church amen so for those who are tuning in live amen from different areas from youtube from Instagram, from Twitter, from many of the platforms on tonight, amen. Just get prepared, amen, as we bring forth the man of God, amen, on today, amen. So we're going to just pray, amen, a simple a prayer, amen, amen, before the man of God go forth on tonight, amen. Precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, God, on tonight, amen, allowing us to be in your presence. Father, we ask you to strengthen him on tonight amen use him as your play use him as your vessel on tonight father we thank you oh god for the opportunity oh god just to begin to spread the word of god and the gospel amen on tonight father begin to saturate him on tonight saturate him from the crown of his head to the soul to his feet lord we speak right now over his body right now hallelujah we call forth him in the virtual to flow amen from the mouth amen of the prophet the mouth of the apostle hallelujah on tonight and father we thank you oh god as we stand in your presence oh god as you begin to take control on tonight holy ghost set the fire in this place set it in the name of jesus father we thank you oh god on tonight father we thank you for your precious blood on tonight Thank you for shedding your blood on the cross for us tonight. Amen. That we may be able to live more abundantly. We thank you, oh God. Father, we thank you, God, on tonight for allowing us, oh God, hallelujah, to dwell in unity, to dwell in your presence, oh God. Father, let the ando shed the fire begin to set course oh god the holy ghost begin to flow on tonight the apostolic begin to flow on tonight the prophetic amen begin to flow on the night the evangelistic coast begin to flow on tonight hallelujah the teacher of the holy ghost begin to flow on tonight to the man of god oh god and we thank you for the opportunity oh god father we thank you oh god as he go to the next level as you ascend him to the next level oh god in you father we thank you oh god father we thank you 
We thank you, oh God, for your grace. We thank you, oh God, for your understanding. We thank you, oh mama, for sparing our lives. We just thank you, oh God, as we continue to love on you. In the name of Jesus. And Father, as we begin to introduce, amen, the general, oh God, the general of the hour, amen, none other, amen, than the honorable, amen, my brother in the gospel. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, the honorable, amen, apostle, doctor, hallelujah, Robert Peterson, Jr. And I'm turning this over to the man of God on tonight. God bless you. Amen. Everybody, get to, put your hands together. Give God praise, honor, and glory. Hallelujah. Amen. God is worthy. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your glory. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for just who you are, Lord. We thank you, for Lord, for being an all-seeing God, Lord. We thank you, O oh God, for being, Lord, our God, strong, Lord. Being a strong tower, Lord, being mighty in battle, oh Lord. We Jesus. thank you, oh God, for being, Lord, our everything, oh God, and our ever present in the time of trouble. Oh God, we thank you, oh Lord. Oh God, for lifting up a against the enemy, oh Father. Oh God, when they come in like a flood. Now, Father God, I ask you, Lord, to stand before your people, oh God. Oh God, let me decrease while I increase within me, oh Lord. Speak through me, Lord. Give me a word, God, to give unto your people, oh God. Oh Father God, Lord, allow your word, oh Father God, to flow within my mind, flow within my spirit, God, flow within me, Lord. Flow, Lord, to the to the uh, to Lord, the my very tongue, and allow your words to come out, God, and not the words of me, Lord. Oh, Father God, I'm asking you, God. Oh, God, Lord, to take the place, Holy Ghost. I'm asking you to just to have your way. Oh, God, the Father, I thank you for being our God. So God, Son, I thank you, Lord, your Son Jesus, for being our kinsman of Redeemer and my elder brother. Oh, and Holy Ghost, I thank you for being a teacher, guide, leader, guide, and director, and the one that thank was directed. To all past. Thank you, God, Have for the mind of God according to your word, Lord. And God, I just ask you, Lord, to touch, Lord, or everyone, Lord, from every heart to heart, mind to mind, breath thank to breath, Jesus. and allow a great transformation to take place. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We bless you and we praise you. We lift you up and glorify your name in Jesus. And we pray and all God's people said, Amen. 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 We just thank God for another opportunity to, in order to uh, declare his word uh, to his people and all throughout the land. And also on the podcast. Amen. We thank God for the honorable Apostle um, Erica Robertson. Amen. In her presence. Amen. In her disposition. Amen. We praise God. Amen. For everyone else. Amen. That is joining. Thank God. Amen. For my, my beautiful, my first lady. Amen. Amen. My Mrs. Peterson. Amen. Thank God for my wife. Amen. Amen. In the, amen. She's not only amen, just just my wife, but amen. She's also my partner in the gospel as well. Amen. Yes, Thank God for my children, amen, as well, amen. As the Bible says, the least church family, amen. We just praise God, amen, for everyone, amen. Everyone that is listening, amen. Everyone that is that is present and everyone that is to come. So we thank God, amen, for all that he's done. But my motto, as always, amen, you don't want to waste a lot of time hearing what I got to say, but let's hear what God has to say, amen. I won't be before you long. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 4 and verse 9. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 9. I'm only coming from one, one uh, scripture verse on tonight. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 9. I'll be reading again from the New International Version. New International Version. As I always say, whatever version of the Bible that fits you, then that's great, that's good. But I use the New International Version for teaching purposes. But normally I use the King James Version or the New, or the new King James Version. Amen. Yes. When you arrive there, Genesis chapter 4 verse 9, say amen. 
Amen. It really does. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is brother? Where is your brother Abel? I do not know. He replied, am I my brother's keeper? Then the Lord said to Cain, where is, my bro- where is your brother Abel? I don't know. He replied, am I my brother's keeper? Today our scripture topic or text just for, to go along with that text, just for your consideration, would be, are we our brother's keeper? Are we our brother's keeper? Are we our brother's keeper? Jesus. When looking throughout the scripture, perhaps one of the most, one one of the most, more thought-provoking questions in the Bible is asked that one of, of, one that is asked by Cain. God asked Cain, where is your brother? He said, I do not know. He replied, I am my brother's keeper. Cain had killed his brother because God had accepted accepted Abel's offering, but not his own. When the Lord inquired concerning Abel, Cain's response was, am I my brother's keeper? This is a question we would do well to ask ourselves today, my sisters and brothers. Are we our brother's keeper? Do we have the responsibility to watch out for and to care for one another? As the people of God, especially in our churches on here today, many times uh, we don't think that we are to be our brother's keeper. We, Whenever we're driving along the road or walking along the highway or, high, or whatever mode of transportation we uh, uh, have been given a sign to use, we often see people on the side of the road or we see them in certain places and everybody's not always on the same status that we are. We see some people that are beggars and there's some people that are, you know, they are um, going from place to place and they're in need of certain things. And, and oftentimes, from time to time, you're, we, uh, many of us, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, would come in contact with someone that would say, you know, excuse me, I hate to bother you, but can you spare a dollar? Or can you spare 50 cents? I'm hungry. I want to get something to eat. My God. It's the same analogy and the same situation that happens in the body of Christ. The question is the same thing happens because oftentimes we have people that come in that we don't even know. We have people that come in that we don't even know that have a desire, have a burning on the inside of them, have a longing of their soul to accept Jesus Christ as Savior. They just want some love. Maybe they've been hurt and, you know, they want some love. Or maybe they've been sexually abused and they're looking for some healing. Or maybe they've been at a point in their life where they have, they're just down on their love. And they want to, and they need a word from the Lord, or I need someone just to tell them, you know what, it's going to be all right. Let me put my arms around you and assure you it's going to be all right. But oftentimes when they enter into our sanctuaries, the first thing they see is many times we are running around shouting, you know, and so forth and so forth. You know, when we're putting on this miraculous and we put on this, this whole big show for them, you know, to make them think that the God in which we serve is so great and so loving. But then when it's all over, we find ourselves turning up our nose. In other words, giving them the snub nose. We look at them and we look down, up, look at them, and we get that up and down look, that good once over, and basically turn up our nose and we turn our faces and we say within ourselves, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the problem with many of us, the body of Christ. That is what we do, but then we forget all about that. First Corinthians 13, love, that says, though I, though, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but if I have not charity, I'm a sounding brass or a tinkling symbol. In other words, we forget all about how much noise that we're just making in the sight of God. My God, my God. Again, am I my brother's keeper? Again, there's a question we would do well to ask ourselves today. Are we our brother's keeper? Do we have the responsibility to watch out for and be careful one another? Jesus. If one turns to the New Testament, it becomes clear that the answer is in the affirmative. In fact, there are many passages which emphasizes that we are our brother's keeper. First of all, we have to understand that it's important to take the responsibility that our responsibility to one another. We are, in other words, we are to love one another as Christ Jesus. commanded us. We're to love one another as Christ has commanded us according to St. John 13, chapter 13, verses 34 through 35, that says a new commandment I get you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone would know that you are my disciples if you love one another. How much love are we actually showing? My God. How much love are we actually demonstrating? Say it, Apostle. Many of us, we have what is called that lip service love. Uh-oh. I can't say that I love you, but then at the same time, I talk about you and stab you in your back. Ooh, I can't Jesus. say that I love you, and I'm not willing to help you when you're in trouble. I can't say that I love you and I respect you when I'm lying to you in your face just over nothing. Don't have to do it, but I just do it. I, don't, I, can't say that I, I can't say that I love you if you're in need and, I'm, and I know I can help you. It's in my power to help you, but I refuse to do it. I can't say that I love you. I can't say that I'm a disciple of Christ Jesus. Let's break down the word disciple. The word disciple comes from the Greek word that means a follower. My and God. a follower, and, and a follower in that sense of the Greek speaking is uh, coming from the Greek word that means follower. It really means one that is looking upon and following very closely. That means it, it means an imitator. See, that difference in between someone just following somebody around from place to place, you know, with their hands on their shoulder, but one, but when a person is an imitator, that means that they basically will allow themselves to be so close and become so one, one with another, that when one person sees one person, they also see the other. Yes. Let me, get, let, let, me let, let me break this down and put this another way. A great example of, a, um, of an imitator or a disciple. Mm-hmm. It's with husband and wife. Mm-hmm. The word of God tells us that basically that the two shall become that uh, the two shall become one flesh. Talking about husband and wife. Many times, if a husband and wife are really, really joined together as one, mm-hmm. there's a matter. A lot of some of the mannerisms that the husband has, the wife would take on. Some mannerisms that the wife has, the husband would take on. Mm-hmm. But somewhere in there, if they are really, really joined together, listen, you can see, you can see one, you can see both without seeing one. I mean, with, you can see both of them in one person. That's right. In other words, in other words, you can look at one and you can say automatically, I see your spouse. Why? Because that's how close that they are. That's how much, how become one they become. Listen, check this out. Let me put this another way. This will sound real creepy, but it's the truth. Many times, husband and wife can be married so long and can be, I mean, it can be so joined together that they'll begin to look just like each other. That's they'll true. They'll look just like brother and sister. 
Yeah. Because of the simple fact, they are together. They really, really are one. They really, really are one. Listen, there's so much one together that they begin to think like the other person. Listen, before one person can say it, the other person already said it. Or before they begin to do something, the other person already did it. My God, my God. Sometimes, sometimes when they speak, they begin to say the same words at the same exact time. Why? Because it's a unit unity and there's an instinctness that is there and that's what we have to understand as the body of christ we have to have that unity and we should be able to and, and be so uh, great disciples and so um strict disciples of god the father that basically we sound just like him jesus so that jesus. means that the question should never have to be asked am i my brother's keeper or are we our brother's keeper People should be able to look upon us and say, you are a child of God. You are yes, a man Lord. or woman of God. No doubt whatsoever. Why? Because we become imitators of Christ Jesus. Walking in a We began to imitate everything that Christ Jesus does. People know that we belong to him. <laughs> Jesus said, I love it. I love the scripture that said, Jesus said, they will know that you're my disciples because you're showing love one to another. That's what's wrong with many of us. We forget all about the importance of being an imitator of Christ Jesus. When we look, talking about loving one another, the Apostle Paul talks about loving one another. According to Romans 13 and 8, he says, talking about love within the law, he said, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing love depth to love one another for whoever loves one another others have fulfilled the law in other words you forgive listen if you love your brother and your sister listen you love your neighbor listen though you love your enemy you have fulfilled every aspect of the law because i don't care how bad and how wrong somebody can do you one thing they cannot do they cannot overpower love if you think that I'm lying, there's, listen, there's no sin greater than love. You think I'm lying? Here we go. Yesterday was Easter. We call it Resurrection Sunday, right? What do we talk about? The death, bear, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Listen, if Jesus Christ had come up that cross, we could say that he didn't love. But Jesus not only went to the cross, he now is suffering a beating on the way to the cross. But he was up on the, put up on the cross. And listen, he could have called 10 legion angels to come out to come and get him. He could have oh, called many legion angels to come and get him. But he did not. But it was that agape, meaning sacrificial love, that kept him there on Calvary. That kept him hanging on that Preach. cross. Preach. Yes. That's right. I'm walking in it. So there's no sin that is greater on love. Okay, greater than greater than love. Okay, you think I'm lying? Here we go. Listen, when Jesus shed his blood on Calvary, listen, while he was hanging up on the cross, come on, somebody, while he was there, listen, it was there. I mean, that where your sickness, if you're sick in your body, your sickness was there on Calvary. He said blood for your sickness. He said it for I'm your sickness. He said it. And if you've been sexually abused, it's there on Calvary. Listen, Jesus. I don't care what lies you told. I don't care how much you commit adultery. I don't care where you've been. I don't care about your past. Listen, it was shed. Listen, the blood on Calvary covered all of that mess. My God, say it. So when, the, so when the enemy brings it back up to you and reminds you of his past, baby, baby you of your past, baby, you can always you can always remind him what Christ did on Calvary. Listen, the Old Testament saints, they look 
Okay, here we go. Let me take it a little bit further. If you think that God ain't forgive you for your sin, Isaiah said, listen, God said, Jesus said in Isaiah, Amen, I took all your sin and cast it into the sea of forgiveness. My and God. You remember no more. That covers yesterday's sin. That covers the day's sin. That covers five seconds ago sin. That covers the sins, amen, amen, in the future. Amen. It covers, it covers all your sins. As long as you go back to your pit. Now, understand me. I'm not saying that you should deliberately go out and sin. That's not what I'm saying here. That's not what Scripture says. Because Paul says, shall you continue in sin, that grace may be abound, God forbid. So in other words, you're not going to get no double grace or greater grace just because just because you know what Christ Jesus did for you on Calvary, but then at the same time, you're going to go out and commit sin. Scripture said that if we continue to sin, that basically we crucify Christ the curse. That's right. Excuse me, afresh. So we crucify him afresh. So in other words, we don't want to keep on crucifying. Because see, listen, everything he's done and that we need is back on Calvary. Jesus. That's right. So that's what the Apostle Paul told us. When we look at the instructions of Peter at first Peter 1 22, Peter said, Now that you have purified yourself, come on, somebody. Now that you have purified yourself by, by and listen, purifying comes by, listen, check this out. Yourself by obeying. Talk about obedience. The truth so that you have sincere love each other, love one another deeply from the heart. In other words, not with lip service, but we need to love, love everybody from the heart. Amen. You That's can't it. Tell, you can't, tell, you can't tell me that you love Christ Jesus, but then, you're, but then you look at me and you hate me. Yes, man. And just don't go together. Say a word. Say a word, Amen. And hatred cannot dwell in your heart at the same time. Because I love the way that James said. James said, Can I have the same thoughts and bitter sweet water come out? It cannot. Come on. He yes. says, A double minded man is a stable and all of his ways. The reason why he is unstable is because that food don't know which direction to go. Yes. That food don't know which direction to go. One minute he's saying, I love the Lord. The next minute he's, he's showing, but he's showing his action that he hates the Lord. The next minute he's saying, God, I can't stand you. But then the next minute he's saying, Lord, I love you. Lord, I bless the Lord all my soul. And all that is within me. Boo, you need to make yeah. up your mind which direction you want to be. <laughs> I love the Yes. Yes. If you're going to listen, let me tell you something. If you're going to serve God, then you need to serve God. If you're going to serve the yeah. devil, you're going to serve the devil. But let me tell you, yeah. just don't let your, do not let yourself go to hell through the church. What yeah. you said? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Watch yourself. Another thing we need to understand is that stress, demon John, begin to say something very interesting. In First John 3 and 11, concerning the same our responsibilities that we have one to another. He said, for this message, for this is the message you heard from the beginning, we should, he said, love one another. So we still talk about love. Now, we're not talking about the flesh and love. In other words, I don't want your natural flesh. That ain't what God's talking about. Yeah, I don't want that. Uh, I, I don't want the brother or sister love. I'm not talking about that kind of love. But I want that agape love is what God is saying. That's a love that no matter what you do to me. Listen, I don't have to go drink coffee with you. I don't have to buy your, buy your food for you. I don't have to drink tea with you. Listen, I ain't yeah. got to eat with you. Listen, I ain't got yeah. to let, let you come stay in my house. But one thing I will do, I will still love you. That means, that, listen, that means I love you so much that I will tell you about yourself yeah. and tell you with, with the love of Christ. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 
That's it. Real deal. That's real deal. See, where many of us get it mixed up at is we think we have to be going back to call the Christians. You better say that, That's Apostle. True. But you say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. You say what you want to say. She's the one that's doing that, and I'm not the B one either. Amen. You got that right. And just here, and on top of that, I don't have to go around proclaiming. I don't have to go around proclaiming that I'm 100 percent saved and I'm 100 that I'm 50 percent, 100 percent saved and 100 percent saved. I don't have to say that. I don't have to say that. I don't have to say that. I don't have to Hospitable 
hospitable to one another. My God, yeah. that's right, that's right. Now, in case, in case, in case, in case many of y'all don't know what hospitable means, some of us don't know what hospitable means. Okay. First Peter 4 and 8 tells above all, love each other. Because love covers a most over a multitude of sin. Now, again, some of us don't know what hospitable is. <laughs> hospitable basically means to show some kindness and be respectful kindness. one to another. Yes. Hospitable. They go your they go your thousand dollar word right there for the day. You must understand that we have to be Go ahead, God. We have to understand the necessity of being hospitable one to another because scripture tells us and let us consider how we may spur one another all towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another as all the more as you see that they approach it. In other words, we are to be hospitable one to another in case you don't understand. All right, let's go with another uh, verse, a uh, couple of verses. Hebrews 13, uh, chapter 3, verses 12 and 13 says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you have a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another. Come on now. Encourage someone daily. Don't just do it just one time and say, okay, you know, that food will turn for the Lord, so I'm going to let him go. No, encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today. In other words, when it says it's called as it is called today, that means while we are still living. So that none of you may have a hardened heart, be hardened by sin deceitfully. In other words, a principle. Hospitable also means that if I see you in a wrong, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to tell you in love now. I'm not going to nag you. I'm not going to bug you. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do that today. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to turn you to wrath. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it with hospitable. Hospitality. What you know, and you don't understand what that means. Yes. Yeah. So many of us that go to church. We have the uh, the mentality of uh, a baby. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's right. Let me break it down. Right. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about just the preparing you know, of of the available. I'm talking about that when God is using a donkey or the mule or God using somebody in order to help, you decide that you want to get out, you want to beat the person just because the person tried to God told us not to bring the world to donkeys all the way. Yes. There was a tree that was there. Balaam and the donkey both were about to go. No, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, um, Oh Lord, have mercy! The, ba- the, the donkey saw the angel of the Lord for the swamp. Balaam decided he did what he so badly wanted to put the curse of the river for money. He got off of the donkey and started beating the donkey. <laughs> That's how some of us are. We beat all yeah. like donkeys. Ah! Ah! And we beat all like donkeys just because they tell us the truth. Yes, sir. They want to the first thing you want to do is beat them. 
And then we gonna and we gonna get some more jokers, some more foods to go that's foolish enough to do the same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All because we wanna call right, we wanna call good evil and evil <laughs> and evil right. Yeah. Yes. In light of such another passages, there's no doubt that we are to be our brother's keeper. But the question that I ask you on this, on, but the question I'm asking you in this message is, how well are we doing? How well are we doing? It? To stimulate, to even to stimulate, I think it a little bit more, and help us, this help us re, re-examine how well we're fulfilling the obligation one to another. Let's consider yes. the following: mm-hmm. When one becomes a brother or sister, do we receive them in the family of God, or do we ignore them? Uh-huh. Yes. Are they yes. stimulating? Amen. Yeah. There's another. Uh, there's another fifty-dollar word. Are they stimulated into the family? Oh, Jesus. Amen. In other words, words, when they come in, when they come in, do we take them out of hand and try to teach them? Do we try to teach them? Do we give, you know, help with New Mills class? Do we help them find, you know, you know, you you, you know, find a way around the church or, or, you know, do we, uh, do we, you know, do we tell them, you know, you know, uh, you know, brother, sister, no, let me take out these, you know, no problem with, you know, what we do in the family, come together. I preached a message today, a few, uh, a couple of weeks ago, they talk about the benefits of the small church. See, that's what the small yeah. church do. They're supposed to do that. Yes. But the problem with many of us, yes. the with many of us, the first thing we do is, instead of taking them out to eat, you know, and things like that, no, we don't want to take them out to eat. No, 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 no. The first thing we say is, okay, uh, how much money did they give put in the orange tree? Mm. How much did they put in there? And then we say, okay, did they put in enough money to cover their dinner? Mm-hmm. If not, we ain't saying about we say to know it. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's what some of us do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what we do, sir. We shouldn't, but a lot of us do. Mm-hmm. Some of us, we, uh, <laughs> instead of being nice to them and taking them out to dinner, mm-hmm. the first thing we do is uh, we'll send somebody to them real quick, pastor. We send somebody to them real quick. Uh, you know what, look, um, try to put them to work. Try to put them to work. Uh, yeah, you know what, well, we got this board, we got that board, we got that board. You know, uh, you know, you know, you got to give sing, you know, a little bit. You know what, we want you for the choir, we want you for this, we want you for that. Uh-huh. Never said, not, never said, not one time, can we take your ID? Never said, you know, how can we help you? It's always, how can you help us? That's right. It's always how can we help us, not how can we help you. You know, yeah. it's kind of like the way it is, you know, you know, when you meet somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. You know, us married and unmarried folks, you know, sometimes, you know, you know how it was when you first met the person you was with, you know, the first thing you did? And don't lie. I mean, but you, you know, you can lie if you want to, but I already know how, how, how it went down. You looked at them and you sized them up. And I'm going to tell you, you had your own little mental checklist. Ladies, do that joke, ladies, do that joke, we got a job, do we got a job, do we got a car, do we got a car, do we got a house, is you still staying on mama's couch? Oh, yeah, you know that. Jesus. That big checklist, automatically, how good do they look? Hmm. If, they like, if they look like who did it and why, uh-uh, I'm not the one. I'm not signing for that team. <laughs> not signing for that team. Ooh, Jesus. Come on, come on, man. 
Come on, gentlemen, that are out there. You walking in, you in, in, like a in a baseball? You exposing it all. Do you like a monkey in a do she look like a monkey in a baseball suit? Oh my do, God. I can't sign up for that. I can't sign up for that. Oh wow. You walking in in a positive. And a, and a lot of us, the first thing we did, we started sizing them up and looking at, huh? Uh, what did sister got? You got his sister? So, girl, you sure are ugly. But anyway, uh, you, uh, uh, you got his sister? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Help me, Lord. I wonder what I wonder the phrase that, that we used to use when I, when I was back home is you touch. Girl, you know you touch, girl. You are touch. And I ain't gonna touch by angel either, but you touch. <laughs> oh Jesus. Help us, Lord. That's what I'm saying. So we size them up. Anybody, anybody that's ever anybody that's married now, divorced, or in between, or, or whatever you want to call it, or you single. If you're looking for somebody, you size them up, you size them up. Before we got married, a lot of us, we size them up. If you divorce, you you can't tell me you didn't size them up. You size okay. up everything because the first thing you were thinking to yourself is, I don't want to be broke, busted, and disgusted, and then be with somebody ugly. That's none of that goes together. That pearl bankrupt. That's wow, yeah, yes. Yeah. But, but if you ugly, but, yeah. but then on the other hand, a lot of us say, but on the other hand, a lot of us say, and, and some might be divorced right now, but some of y'all say, okay, if you got, at least if you got a good job, you got a decent, you know, a, a pretty nice car, okay, you know what? You can be ugly and sin, but you know what? We can make this work. We can somehow make it because at least you got something. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh my God. And see, and see, I use those examples because when you join a church, you basically it's like being a, it's like being in a marriage. When you join a right. church, because when you join the church, people start automatically. Like I said, people just the pastor said, "Oh, you know what? I heard a little something. Oh, go get him. Go get him. Go get him. Put him on this team. That boy. That boy. That boy." Again. Again, always assimilating the people in the family life of the congregation. Do they or do they remain? Do they remain on the fringe? Oh Lord, I'm just using these fifty dollars, fifty dollar words tonight, ain't I? Yes, like, if if we don't even know, and and it's, and it's crazy because if we don't know the name, we can be sure that we're failing as our brother's keeper. So people join the church and we don't even know the name. See, that's where the small church come in. In the small church, I'm not talking bad about the big church. Listen, if you feel that I'm a friend of you because you have a big church, you know what? Listen, I advise you to come next uh, next Monday on uh, Monday Night Five. This is not the work for you. This, 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 this is for the people, you know, that I'm talking to, you know, about being our brother's people, okay? So basically, a lot of times, the pastor cannot call the names of the people. They can't recognize the faces of the people. Yeah. The only the only way they know that you're not dead is when they don't see the tide when when, when they don't see your tithes offering come. Uh oh. Some of you, some of you can pay tithes offering. Some of you can pay tithes offering and never ever show up. Oh Jesus. But, oh, Jesus. You, but let me tell you something. If you miss that tithes offering one time, guess what? You will get a phone call. Oh. No. You will get a phone call. Uh, uh, a brother, 
And the only and when they, and when you say something to them, you walk by and say, "Praise the Lord." Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord to you too. Mm-hmm. You don't tell me how to praise. You don't tell me to praise the Lord. I praise the Lord anyway. Like what? Mm-hmm. Just like I remember, remember, remember. I, I, give, I give examples of, of something I heard one time in church. Never forget, woman walked by a woman. I mean, one of one of the most fastest mothers that I've ever met. And the woman turned around and said, "Uh, don't say, hello. I'm not gonna call the name, but like, hello, mother so and so. I'm be praying for you. Do you know that old woman looked back at her and said, don't be praying for me. Pray for yourself.' Wow, I was so shocked. To hear that, right. but see, but everybody had warned. Everybody was warned by the pastor to stay away from that from that nasty mother. People were warned to stay right. away from that woman, but the thing, why? Because she was so nasty. Jesus, and I lie to you now. When that woman finally died, and you know that said finally died. When that woman finally died, because there were many times right. that the pastor knew that woman was gonna die. Oh Lord! But she made, but she made it back. That woman has been through so much hell, but that hell in her still came back. Oh Jesus! She wow. still brought her back. That woman could be sick. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. That woman could be sick during the week, and that hell in her somehow she'll get healed and be back to church on Sunday morning, on that, Ooh, that same on that same pew at the same spot. Wow. The church, the church that went through four or five pastors, she's still sitting there. Still sitting in that church. Still sitting in that same pew. When that woman finally died, let me tell you something. There was so much shouting at that woman's funeral. Wow. People thought that woman, that the people thought that the, that the people were shouting because the woman went to heaven. No, they were shouting because they were she was finally out of their church. <sighs> because the woman was so nasty. Jesus. Again, by words of attitude. Mm-hmm. Are we being stomach blocked or are we being or cancers or are we being bodybuilding? It was said by Solomon that we refresh the hearts of the brethren. Yes. Do people say, but do these people say the same of us though? Do we refresh the hearts of the other brethren? Matter of fact, that turn the barrel gun to the people, the, the people that are, that are not that are unsafe. Do we refresh their hearts when they see us? Do we say? Do we look at them and do we say, uh, you know, do, do we say kind words to them? Do we make them want to ask about the God in which we serve? The Christ Jesus, which we serve, do we let our light shine before men that all men might still go with the glorified fathers in heaven, or do we glorify the hell that's beneath? Just think about that. Do we submit to them or arrogantly rule over them? Come on, now, talking about that rule now. There we go, arrogantly rule. Do we submit to the will of God according to Ephesians 5 and 21, or do we find ourselves always wanting to rule over somebody? We cannot follow our submission now, but we always want to take control and rule over other people. Uh-oh. Walk in do we serve people in love and expect them to serve us? Do we serve people in love, or do we expect everybody to serve us? Last time I heard and last time I read, Jesus said that he does great among you. He will be your servant. 
That's mm-hmm. right. The problem with many of us, we want to be served. We don't want to serve nobody. We go to the restaurant. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm letting this thing here home now. Many of us, we go to the, we go to the restaurant. We'll sit out at the restaurant. And we will run the little waitress or the waiter, run them to death. Talk nasty to them. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've sat, let me tell you. I would, <laughs> there's been numerous times. I just walk into a restaurant. And I see a bunch of church, a folk that just came from church. I sit over the court. I try to get a table near them. And, and, and try my best. I'm not dressed up or anything. And I just sit there and watch them. Oh, they're laughing and cackling, making all kind of jokes. Oh, they laugh with one another. Come to the waitress, fill my glass up. Hey, 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 come in, come in. You ain't putting up, you ain't putting up, look, you ain't putting up a uh, 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 key, you know. You ain't filling all the way up to the rim like I asked you to. Where your manager at? I'm like, wow. Jesus. Hope they go to church, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I used to see some of them. You have a few that are sitting at the same table. They eat as much as they can. All of a sudden, one of them reach inside and inside inside. One of them head is playing around. Catch out a piece of head, put a piece of head in the food. Complain about it, so they won't have to pay for the food. Oh yeah, Jesus. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But they all praise the Lord, Hallelujah. Look at all that noise. Uh huh. Then I would see them all of a sudden get up because see, they know that they already got over. And when you look, that's right, mother. Don't you don't see one tip sitting on that table. You might find one. You might find one. They do the old do the old uh, eating dash. I ain't gonna lie to you. I used to do that back in the day before I got saved. Eating dash, you know, go inside the restaurant, sit down to eat. You know, when they tell somebody, oh, yeah, somebody laughing already, they know what I'm talking about. So eating that, you know, say I'm going to go to the bathroom, and then, um, you know, and go to the bathroom with nobody not looking, and then I go ahead and ease out the door. Oh, yeah. Is he prepared? Yeah. That's yeah. Like, yeah, you, it's, 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 yeah, you go and laugh about it. But see, that's what some of them do, though. But see, that's true. The difference in between church folk, church folk, and Christians. <clears throat> Let me tell you the difference. Church folk or religious folk that just go to church and they worship in the building. <laughs> the God, when Christians serve the God Almighty with all their heart, mind, and soul, according to St. John 4, 24, because they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Oh, I'm out there by myself. But see, there's a difference in between. That's the difference. Amen, amen. Church, church, church folk put on the show. Church folk put on the show in the sanctuary. Christians don't put on the show. Christians let God the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost be the show. They let him show up. Let him take the show. They don't want to be seen. But if they are seen, if they are seen by men, they're seen worshiping him with all their heart, mind, and soul. They let God steal the show while they are the ones. That's that basking in his glory. That's what they do as the people of God. Walk in it. 
That's what? That's the difference between church folk and Christians. Man. Again, we should ask ourselves again. We backed out one of our $50 words. Do we demonstrate hospitality to, to them? Uh-huh. Do we demonstrate hospitality? We're going to talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. Hospitality. It's in the same thing some of y'all need to hear. Hospitality. Matter of fact, I hope the Lord read this out, the Holy Spirit, read it in your read it in your spirit. Every time you give it to say so, do something wrong. Hospitality. Love and hospitality. Some people don't some people don't know what it is. Some people some people refuse to they, they, they don't listen. They refuse to even even submit to hospitality. That's it. They don't have that spirit. But let me tell you something. Let's talk some more about hospitality. Hospitality is basically again visiting people when they're in need or helping people when they're in need. Yes. Inviting them into your home or accepting invitations to their home. Now let me tell you something about the invitation, okay? I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and put this on out there. Listen, I advise you to use wisdom. I advise you to use look, use the wisdom of God. Because I'm gonna tell you, I don't care how long, I don't care how much you in the church, okay, how much you claim to serve Christ Jesus. I gotta know a whole lot about you to invite you to my house. I'm just gonna be honest. Said that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I'm gonna that's tell you, right. and you better be careful because. And you better be careful because I because as soon as you said you would come over, listen, let me tell you, at the gate, at the gate. See, I'm protective on my family. At the gate. I want um I want a credit background check done on you. I wanna know yes, yes I do. Oh, it's, it's funny, but I want it. It's funny, but I want it. You tell me what state you were born in, I want I want the credit background check done. I mean not credit background check, but I want the criminal background check done on you. Mm-hmm. How your credit look? That's your business. How your credit look? But I want a criminal background check. I want it. I want it. I want it. Yes, sir. Somebody laughing about that, but it's the truth. It is. I want it. I want the criminal background check done on you. I want to know where you live at. I want to know where you lived at for the last seven years. I want to know. Let me tell you why I want to know this stuff. Because you come up in here and do something you have no business doing. Oh, I want to know where I can find you. Oh, yeah. I want to know where I can find you. That's right. I want to know, I want to know where you're at. I want to know you or, some, or one of your family members. I want to know. I want to know. I'm not even playing with you. That's right. I said it. All right. The problem with many of us, we invite folk to our house. Oh, I'll tell you something else about that, too. The problem with many of us, we invite folk to our, our sisters got the wrong spirit. They come up in your house, oh, having these have different kind of spirits. You wonder why, look, your home is full of peace, tranquility, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah. they leave stuff in your house, and your house is full of hell. You don't know, and, and, you, and it might take you two or three years to get that hell out of there. Uh, Amen. That's real. That's I real. I want to know all about you. I want to know about your physical life and your spiritual life. Amen. Yes, Lord. I want to know all of it. I would, and, and I want to know all of it. I also, I also have an agreement. I have an agreement. I will have a agreement uh, written out for you. 
to let you know, listen, this is my house. This is my, me and my family's abode. This is our homestead. When you come here, when you come here, this is how we live. This is what we do. That other, look, if you do anything besides that, you feel that you can't not a, a, a go with these agreements, then mm-hmm. I advise you don't, not okay. even want to come. That's it. You walking because in. Because here's the thing that I've learned. I've learned, this is the thing that I've learned, is that, one, when your home has been given, has been consecrated, and it's been given back to the Lord, when your family's been given back to the Lord, you have to know, basically, how to take care of your home. That's right. You have to know what to do. You can't let everybody come to your home because you don't know what they're going to bring. Oh, and I'm going to tell you, I got to make another rule. If I don't know somebody, you better not bring it to my house. You better not bring them to my house. If you good that you got invited. So you better mm-hmm. not bring nobody else. Because, see, I've seen where you have some people, you invite them, they start inviting other folks. Oh, you mm-hmm. know, you know, I had to, you know, I had to get a ride from my cousin, uh, um, uh, Buckshot, you know, and his other, you know, and, and so he decided to bring his cousin, Pookie. Uh-uh. Oh, you brought those folks to my house? Now nah, we, now nah, mm-hmm. we got some real issues. So when it comes to the hospitality, you you need to know how to use the wisdom of God. Amen. You teaching it? You got to know right. what to do and how to do it. Because I'm telling you, right. there's been many people that are trying to help folks that have gotten killed. They people have gotten robbed. There's a numerous of things have hurt have happened to people just because of the simple fact they didn't use the wisdom of God. Amen. Another thing, as the people of God, we need to do is we need to consider. We need to ask ourselves, do we even consider? Do we even consider our brothers and sisters? Do we consider them? Are we even aware of who they are? are? Are we ignorant of their problems? If so, why are we ignorant, being ignorant of their problems? Maybe it's because we don't assemble enough ourselves. Maybe we're not friendly enough. Maybe we're not showing enough love. Maybe maybe we may wonder about them. But that is not a, that's not sufficient. All the times our brothers and sisters they drift away, Amen. and when they drift away, guess what? Some of us we don't even try to reach them because we don't care. Amen. Amen. That's let's, so real let's talk about lifting up others. Let's talk about lifting up other people more than we do ourselves. We don't even exhort them. We don't encourage encourage them or nothing. Amen. And when we don't encourage them. Encourage people, their heart becomes hard in my sin. Why? Because Amen. we don't try to lift them up. We don't tell Amen. them, brother, since you did a good job. And then, the, and then the thing, you know, that we have to understand is that sometimes we're afraid to do things. Sometimes we're afraid. Sometimes we're jealous. In other words, 21st century, sometimes we're haters of these people for no reason whatsoever. We, wow. you, look, you ain't got to be a hater. It's enough love for everybody. Amen. Amen. It's love for everybody. We don't need to hate nobody. We don't need to hate one another. Listen, we need to show love for each other. In other words, just like just like the secular song said, you know, there ain't no <laughs> there ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. In other words, as the body of Christ, if we can't look, there ain't no fun. If we all can't love one another, we're supposed to love one another. Amen. Words, we Amen. all get blessed of the Lord when we're loving one another. 
Amen. We were loving one another. And the problem with the body of Christ is that we, we sit around fighting so much over nothing. Amen. We fight on position. We, we fight on position. We fight over, you know, who looks the best. We fight who can preach the best. We fight who can do this. We can fight. But the crazy thing is we never fight. I mean, it's, it's like to serve a loving God that gave his son Jesus, died for the sins of the world. It's funny how we don't fight on, we don't fight about who can love the hardest. That's very yeah. interesting. You never hear nobody saying, you know what, I'm going to outlove this person more than you. Jesus. Wow. You, we never hear that fight. We never hear, we never, I've never ever heard that fight where church folk, where people in the church have got together and said, you know what, I'm going to love that person more than you can love them. That person has went through God knows what in their life. We don't know what their past holds. We don't know exactly what they're going through at that moment. But we, yes. can, but, but I've never seen where people in a church will stand up and go straight toward that person, even before altar call, and say, and say, you know what? I'm getting ready to love them before you do. I'm getting ready to show the love of Christ before you do. Oh, wow. Yeah. But the oh. first thing many of us do is, when they come in, talking about things like that, like that, that old woman I was telling you about. Mm, who is that? Mm, who are your people? Mm, where you come from? Mm, why are you here? Mm, 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 mm. I Amen. said it one time before. I live in a city where there's over 400, there's four, over 400 churches in the city that I live in. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to tell you what's so sad about it. The city I live in, this is no lie, it's full of restaurants, full of restaurants, churches, and stores, and markets. That's what's it. It's more churches than the hospitals. Mm. And all of them, preachers, all of them got their own theology, all of them doing this and doing that. But then it's funny because when I pass by a lot of times and I look out while, you know, while I'm driving, I see homeless people on, you know, on the side of the road, on the bridge and everything, and I'm thinking to myself, so hold up, time out. We're over 400 churches in this city. Why is anybody out here? Huh. Why is anybody That's real. That's real. Nobody That's real. That's real. But then at the same time, but then, but then, I see this pastor getting his uh, his Porsche, and he goes out of town to go preach, or go out the state to go preach. I see this pastor that's got two thousand members in his church. He drives his Mercedes, and he goes here and go there. And I'm just like, time out. Check this out. I got even so a one that's even better. Me and my family sat down. We had this conversation. We said, if there's over four hundred churches in this in this city. Why is the crime so high? That's real. You better say it. Let me tell you. Listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you where most of these people that come into crime go to. So they save over 400 churches on Sunday morning. Hello. Majority of those people are related to the people that are at them churches. Don't know. That are running around, talking about glory, hallelujah, to the same people that's running around 
talking about we need to raise another another $5,600, listen, for a building fund, and ain't even never, listen, ain't, it ain't changed the door, ain't, they, they built a doorknob, ain't even changed the doorknob of the church Jesus. in 20 years. Amen. Oh, that's, that's, that's my, my church. Well, anyhow, Apostle. My church. My church. My church. My this. My dad. My members. Oh, Jesus. But the shameful thing about all of that, while the preacher stand up sitting on his throne, yeah, called a pulpit, that chair that's in the middle, or walking on his platform, all he, all he or she is thinking about is the next conference or the next whatever they can do in order to make some money. Amen. But, oh this, is, but this is what I say. And I'm not talking, listen, I'm not speaking against conferences either, okay? But this is what I am going to say. We won't need as many conferences in the churches if we were talking about this stuff, tell people how to live right. Amen. Say it again. We won't need as many conferences. Let me tell you, we don't need to sit around and always promote these conferences. We got the, let, let me tell you, we got the men's conference. We got the children's conference. We got the women's conference. We got the um, the, uh, the, uh, the bisexual and, and, and uh, lesbian conference. Yeah, we have, on. look, let me tell you something. We have all, listen, we have all, <coughs> all of these conferences. Of all these conferences, when it's all over, and listen, and they go get a speaker that costs God knows how, how much, bring them into town, and then when we bring them into town, they cost all this money, and then when it's all over, guess what? The people go right back, a lot of them back to the same lifestyle they did, we're doing before the speaker came. Amen. Amen. No change. No change. Amen. But then at the same time, we're supposed to be doing the work of the Lord, though. Doing the work of the Lord. And a lot of it is because we have turned the house of God into a den of thieves. Amen. Jesus. Everybody's thinking about their possible. Everybody's thinking about, let me tell you something. This, and this is what I told somebody. And I had a bishop to look at me like I was crazy, seriously. I told him, I said, you know what? I love being a bivocational pastor. <laughs> yeah, I love it. To you that don't know, a bivocational pastor is a, a person that is a pastor, and they also work a job. Mm -hmm. they, don't, they, don't, they don't work a full-time ministry. And so I told him, I said, I love it. And he said, well, wait a minute. You don't want me full-time ministry? I said, no. <laughs> no. I don't want to be full-time ministry. No. And he said, well, bitch, you, you, he said, you had like a bad thing. I said, no, I never said it was a bad thing. I said, I don't want it. I said, let me tell you the reason why I don't want it. I said, because I can reach more people out in the street and in the workplace, in the marketplace, than I can sit up in the church. That's real. Now, watch this. A lot of us have the same exact people. That's real. In the church. Mm -hmm. A lot of us have the same people in the church, and our church has become what's called the recycle bin. That's real. Let me tell you why it's a recycle bin. It's a recycle bin because what we do is we have the same exact people Sunday after Sunday, sitting in the same place, doing the same exact thing every single Sunday, but there's no change. 
We don't. We can't. We can't. We can't get no new people in church. No new people won't come to church. One because they're afraid, and two because many of us we we so too busy trying to please the old members. That's it. Let me tell you something. This is how I am. If you if you in a church that I pass that God has me passing, you gonna get the word of God. If you don't like it, get your posterior up. Take your God created posterior out the door. Let it hit you with a good Lord's bliss. Keep it moving. Go to the other four hundred some churches that's in this city. But I am not gonna be the one that have blood on my hands in order in order to keep you there. Trying to please you. You're not going to hell on my watch. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to compromise for a dollar. Amen. And the shameful thing is, a lot of people are. They're compromising for a dollar. Listen, that's not being their brother's keeper because they're compromising for a dollar. You basically getting paid to say a holler nothing, to, to basically to compromise with your brother, the, with, with the people that died in the congregation, basically to help them go to hell. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. But when you can give them the word of God and they're still willing to keep you and pay you, listen, and, and they don't, and listen, and, and there's some pain that comes forth, then you're doing the work of the Lord. One of the things we need to also Think about again is that if we truly love people, especially our brothers and sisters, we we should approach them with humility. They are not likely to run away. If they do, Amen. they are running away from God, not you. Remember, such exhortation is to be daily. Perhaps we wait too long. Okay, so here's another thing. One of the things we need to understand is this, and this, and this, and this is going to help deliver somebody too. God may have used you to give somebody a word. If you have given it the way God has given it to you, if you have given it in the love of Christ Jesus, yes, not with that nasty attitude, that's not what I'm talking about, but you've given it in the boldness and humility of Christ Jesus. Mm. They didn't reject you, they reject God. That's it. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand that the problem with us, especially as preachers, is that, and, and, and also lay members, is that we get that we become hurt. We take this thing personal. And what I mean personal is that we take it upon ourselves when somebody, you know, God gives us a word, we give it to them, and then the people, they reject us. But I'm just not going to accept that. Well, then you just don't accept what God said. But I'm going to go home. I'm going to go sleep. I mean, I mean, you know, that's on you. If you don't want to accept Amen. it, there's nothing I can do about it. God would do it. And I'm going to tell you something. And, and, and I'm going to tell you something. This might this, this might, might even sound a little wrong about what I'm about to say, but it's okay. Let God let God deal with me about it. I'm not gonna even pray. I'm not gonna even pray for you with on that matter. I'm just praying that God save your soul. That's the only thing I'm gonna pray. Because if you don't want to accept the word, that's on you. Amen. I'm not trying to control you. I'm not God. God isn't trying to look. God don't control me. If I don't do what he tells me to do, I face the consequences. So I think you should do the same. Amen. <laughs> you ain't no better than I am. Amen. Point blank. 
Don't let guilt and shame beat you down just because of the simple fact somebody don't want to receive what God is giving you to give them. Give it to them, shake the dust off your feet, keep moving. Because many of us, we miss our breakthrough because we, we burn ourselves down. Oh, and we, we go cry to God. Oh, Lord, they didn't want to receive what I said. Oh, Lord, I know it from you, Lord. Oh, man, you better get out of here. I'm not about to do that. Nah. Oh, Jesus. Nah. I'm not, I'm not about to do that. Nah. Nah. Oh Lord, oh Lord, I can't eat, I can't sleep. Oh, you crazy. I'm about to eat that, I'm Yeah. 
They said, everybody about your burden. And when they finish saying about your, about your burden, everybody would know about your burden, your problem, and everything else. And you're like, well, Lord, I thought they were going to help me. Uh-uh. And the Holy Spirit said, I told you not to tell. I told you not to tell. They're tall bear. I told you not to tell that business about the back, but I told you. Amen. So, so understand, yeah. you can't tell everybody your business. You got to be led by the Spirit of God to do so. Amen. But then another thing we should ask ourselves when it comes to being our, our, our brothers and our sister's keeper is, are we quick to forgive them when they repent? Uh-oh. Man, that's a heavy one right there. You said a mouthful, uh-huh. Apostle. Are we, are we, are we quick uh-huh. to forgive them when they repent? Fear, yeah. of not forg- fear of not being forgiven and stepped back into the family, they keep them from repenting and, and, and return to the fold. Yeah. Do we communicate yeah. a willingness to accept with open arms and offer complete forgiveness? Let me tell you something. So many people have turned to other religions. So many other people are not saved today. So many people that the church turned their back on God, the church, and everybody, and won't ever step another foot into another church again, all because of some of our big mouth. Amen. Amen. Some of us, we, we, we operate like church folk and we ran folk away. Yeah, we did. That's true. We ran Amen. folk away. We, we ran folk away. And we ran them away. And, and let me tell you, they became casualties. We ran these people away for no reason. These people, look, they had our sickness. Let me tell you, Sister So and so wanted to go sing on the choir because she had a good voice. Oh. You oh you you got the most the most nastiest person that's been singing in the choir for twenty years. She been singing on the choir, and the first thing she do is I don't know what you up here for. She can't sing anyway. I can see you better. <laughs> <laughs> what? Amen. Oh, Amen. You got people up there. Test- you got people up there. Testimony service. Turn their testimony. And don't get me wrong. Usually when people, usually when people, you know, when they first get saved. You know, they really don't, you know, they new, new, new boy gay Christians. They, you know, not, they, they need to be trained. They don't know any better. And, you know, there'll be times, right, you know, they'll get up and they might get a little long way with testimony service. But then sometimes, but then sometimes you got to get up and say, listen, you know, I'm going to give everybody, you know, 30, I'm going to give you a total of 30 minutes for testimony service. Look, you know, jump up and pop, you know, jump up and pop like it's hot. Get up. Come on, jump on like half a stage. Come on, let's do this. But you have to let them know. You have to let them know. I've seen some people, some people that's new in the Lord. I mean, they itchy, they're happy. You know, you know, they itchy, they're happy. I mean, they're so excited. You know, and all they want to do is run up and tell, you know, stand up on their feet and tell folks, you know what? The Lord blessed me. You know, you know, you know, the Lord, you know, the, the Lord blessed me on my job. You know, that somebody, you know, you know, that, um, you know, that the Lord woke up this morning. He started me on my way. You know, you know, you know, you know, he's been providing for me. You know, I just thank God for it. You know, on my job, my supervisor was nice to me today. You know, you know, you be needy to me. I was up at night, nice to me. And, you know, that's all I want to say. You know how the Lord's been good to me. And you have some old school sitting in the back talking about, talking about, and you got to, I wish you shut up and sit down. That's all you got to say. Come on. Ooh. Really? Yeah. That's the type of stuff that you find in the church. All because we don't have hospitality. Just because they nag. Amen. Uh-huh. Amen. 
new believers. Yes, yeah, some people that wanna. Yes, yeah, some people that wanna stand up and they. I mean, I, I mean, they really on fire for God. You know, I'm talking. Look, they don't been put out of two or three churches just because they was on fire for the Lord. And they come in, you know. Yeah, you know, I work for the Lord. Yeah, Pastor, I clean the toilet. Yeah, no, I do this, and I do that. Oh, I do this. Oh yeah. Oh, Pastor, whatever you want me to do, I do it. Yes, I'm. Yes, I'm fire for the Lord. And then you have some 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 old joker that's been sitting there for God knows how long. Won't lift a finger to do nothing. Mm, they think they some. They trying to they they trying to be the pastor's favorite. Mm, look at them. Wow. They ain't nobody. Amen. That's the type of behavior that happens in the church. But we supposed to be Amen. our brother's keeper now. Come on now. Amen. Amen. Come on, pastors. Some pastors have people been sitting up in their church. Listen, waiting to preach. You know what? They, 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 this really, really hit my spirit. Woo! Let me tell you something. Pastor, if you sit up in the church, <clears throat> if you're a pastor of the church and you have uh, two or three ministers or you have more ministers sitting on your roster, you mm-hmm. should be preaching every Sunday. Uh-huh. Hey, look out, man. Look out, man. You should uh-huh. be preaching every Sunday. Let me tell you why you should be preaching every Sunday. Because those other ministers have gifts. They're not there to sit, just to sit there and look at you all. Say that again. Amen. If you got two ministers and you're the senior pastor, let me tell you something. Two Sundays out that month, those preachers should get an opportunity. Amen. Come on, come on. They should get at least one opportunity a month at least to preach. Amen. You the senior pastor? Let me tell you something. Senior pastor, bishop, apostle, whatever you want to call yourself. It don't even matter no more. Whatever you want to call yourself. Listen, let me tell you something. You should have enough wisdom to put together a sermon series. There you go. Put together a sermon series. You put together a sermon series, you give a topic or a title. That mm-hmm. sermon series, we got, we got, sometimes we got four or five Sundays of the month. Hello? You preach the first, you preach the first Sunday, you give them, say, okay, now here's the next scripture that needs to be preached or, or uh, then a sermon series. Now you need to go ahead and you preach on this. I'm going to give you the whole week in order to do what you need to do. So the next, the next preacher, okay, you got this one. Okay, next preacher, you got that one. So you can put together a, a four a sermon series for a whole month, and you can basically train the preachers that's under you how to yes, preach. Amen. How to just amen. pick it up. Yeah. How to just pick it up and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, pastor, 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 whatever you want to call yourself. Listen, that takes the burden off you. Yes. Amen. That takes the burden off you. And listen, if you stand for going to take members from your church just because they preach, then you don't need to be a pastor. I'm going to tell you that. You don't need to be a senior pastor. You don't need to be a senior pastor. And the reason being is because you in this thing for the wrong reason. Joker, all you want is attention. You have an attention problem is what you have. You want attention. You want somebody to see you. But when you're the senior pastor, you confident that God put you there and that God has sent you members. And, and listen, and check this out. And God, and listen, and, and if they need with somebody else, let them be. Let me tell you something. The first thing you would do is, you know what? Get on their preacher. Hey, I, I, I'm going to. If they go with you, it's like, look, it's like, look, 
Listen, mm-hmm. you just hit like mm-hmm. it. Let me know. And listen, and I'm and I'm gonna tell this. And look, hey, check this out. Let me tell you the script I'm giving you. And I'm gonna use this scripture with you. The Lord, the, the, on the Lord will separate the wheat from the tares. He just separated mm-hmm. the wheat from the tares on my behalf. He got all yes. the bad people along with you, yes. and he left yes. the wheat with me, and he still left me some yes. people to deal with. Yes. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. And, and look, I got another example for you. Mm-hmm. When Satan, when Satan, when Scripture says that God beheld Satan like lightning fell from heaven. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. When right. Satan, when Satan was cast out of out of heaven, and a third and, and a third of the angels went with him. Check this out. Did God? Now, now, now listen very carefully. My question is: Did God turn around and destroy heaven and earth and start all back over? Mm. No. No, he did not. God wasn't worried about the by, by the angels that the angels that that, uh, that fall He let him go. Yep. He let him go. He wasn't even thinking about it. When two look, when a third of the angels went with went with Satan, when he got cast out of heaven, listen, God said, look, God kept on with business as usual. Mm-hmm. And that's what you gotta learn to do if you're gonna be a senior pastor. You pastors, you gotta learn how to keep on with business as usual no matter what happens. Another thing we need to understand, people of God, is we always talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness is very uh, very important, so we need to know how to do it. Another thing, in our closing, the question we should ask ourselves is, or, 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 or that we should think about is, how we answer such questions that we've discussed in this sermon or this message may reveal how well or poorly we really are. Fulfilling our responsibility to be our brother and sister keeper. Listen, if we're at a point that we cannot be willing to uh, allow them to repent from their sins and don't hold against them, then we have a problem. Amen. We have a problem. Yes. If we're not willing to forgive them of their sins, we are. We have a problem. If we're not willing to show our responsibility, my sisters and brothers, we have a problem. And the question that mm-hmm. I ask you, are you your brother's keeper? Are you even identified are you even identified with being your brother's keeper? One of the worst things I've heard, and I'm, I'm and I said it's unfinished. One of the worst things I've heard is I heard a um, heard a preacher preaching a sermon. I can tell the preacher didn't, didn't study or anything. He just got he just got, got a little happy stuff up and started preaching. <laughs> well, the preacher started preaching, and the preacher said, um, when it came to talking about uh, Jesus Christ, so it was interesting. Because he said, um, he said something that was very, very interesting. And, and you know, I, yes, I'm not going to, I will admit, I laughed about it. But then I also had, had to say, Lord, please help him, Lord. Because the preacher got up <clears throat> and the preacher said, God created the world in six days. But he took a half a day off on the seventh day to make sure he did everything right. <laughs> this is what we have people saying. This is what we have people saying from behind the pulpit. And you got people sitting out that don't read their Bible. Yeah, you better preach. What uh, did you just say? Did you say you better preach? Did you say you better preach? We need to say that Jesus took that. I mean, that God took a half. That God took a half a day off. Oh, Jesus. Rested, but then he also took the other 
Yeah. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Help hey, God bless you. Help him, Lord. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Jesus. Amen. What a word on tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, that was, that was, uh, you know, all we are, brothers, keeper, really. All we are. I mean, all we truly are. That's something we have to examine. I mean, like you said, even with a lot of people now, like you said, they, they, they're more religious as opposed to having a relationship. You know, and that's why they're so doggone uh, mean spirited in the church, you know, and feel like they have this uh, takeover spirit, you know. And like you said, they, they want to they want to delegate, but they don't want to give everybody a chance to do anything. And they tell them you they tell them what they want to tell them. But as long as they don't step on their toes, they are right. Wake up and smell the coffee on that because a lot of people have um, spent a lot of time uh, carrying that spirit in the church for so long to the point that, you know, oh, that's a Jezebel spirit. Oh, that's this or that. It's, it's multiple different types of spirits. We got legion spirits. You got all types of spirits. I mean, this is the season that we definitely have to walk fully in the spirit of discernment. We really have to walk in it. Uh, some of us haven't got the, uh, didn't take the time to do it, but we really, that's how, like you said, that's what happens when, you know, in this season that he is separating the wheat from the tear. You know, he's he's doing that because now he see the ones who playing games. He see the ones that, you know, like I said the, uh, earlier today, um, I, you know, I mentioned about, you know, how people will blaspheme in the Holy Ghost, especially in the church, you know, I'm blaspheming the Holy Ghost, which is one of the, is is the most unforgivable sin. Amen. Um, to saying that they, you know, led by the Spirit to say something to someone when they really wasn't. Where's the sincerity? Um, so this is like you said, this is where we have to get as believers. We have to get to the point that uh, we have to, like you say, take be uh, have the integrity, and we'll pull them aside and talk to them. Because some of them, you know, when you try to talk to them in, in public, you know, they try to act like they're brand new. But then sometimes you get the ones that, you know, mm-hmm. if, you are, if we are our brother and sister, if I'm doing something, something wrong, I'd rather for you to tell me I'm doing something wrong than me to continue to keep doing it. Because sometimes we do mm-hmm. things unaware. We really do some, in some cases, not all, but sometimes we do certain things unaware, you know, not realizing that we're doing it. Or intentionally, and, and to the point that if we if it's never corrected, right? They feel it's like it's almost like religiously. I'm doing it on purpose now. I'm doing it on purpose now. Amen. Um. So now, I, and I still have not been told that I was wrong. You know, I I still haven't been told that I was out of order, or you know, I still haven't told you know something that you needed to share with me to strengthen. I'd rather you to share, sit down, and share with me. And, and we as leaders, we got to stop getting so arrogant to the point that we have people that are, are, are carrying our hearts, can't even come to you and talk to you because you, you so, your nose is so much in the dirt. You know, we, we can't do that. Jesus. We can't. And, and we have to, like you said, we said love and kindness have our drone We're going to draw people by love. We're not supposed to draw people by hate. And we're not going to sit there and bash the hell out of people. Amen. Instead of bringing them to Christ, you know. 
Uh, uh, I mean, yes, we're going to tell them sin is wrong, all type of sin, even not eating a, a, a chocolate chip cookie, you know, and, and we know we don't need it, but we we still look at that, that cock eye looking somewhere looking at it. And maybe because I want that cookie, but then Watch yourself. Okay. <laughs> But the blaspheming of the Holy Ghost is the one that I have a major problem with because the church is in the uproar and they're out of order. And this is the reason why he's pulling together people in the kingdom that are are, are willing to put people in the in the right in the in the place. Amen. To let us know and full aware, amen, that you know we as a church need to change our ways. Okay, he didn't just talk to the believers, he was talking about us. He said, If we, he said, If my people, which are called by my my name, he said, Humble yourselves. Some of us don't walk in that humbleness, most of us walk in that that arrogantness. And see, God is not pleased with that. You know, humble yourself and pray, seek my face. When do you have time to seek your face when, when, when you don't really have nothing to say every time you open up your mouth? Oh, I, I got a word from the Lord. No, you didn't get a word from the Lord because the Holy Spirit ain't dealing with you. Because if the Holy Spirit deal with you, he'll tell you to sit your tail down until you, you know, take a sabbatical and, and, and get it together and then step back up to the plate. I don't know about anybody else, but I've taken a sabbatical because I didn't want to operate in how I feel or in my hurt. Or speaking across the, 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 the pulpit about okay. stuff, about my feelings, my emotions, and all that. No, God had to deal with me and deal with me. So I'd rather be under a leader or, 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 or connected with someone who's very transparent. Someone that's transparent, that's not afraid to let their hair down. Amen. So we can keep each other in prayer. Keep each other covered. Amen. So I really enjoyed that word, Apostle. That was a powerful word from heaven on tonight amen but those who are watching amen. us from talk show um live um you have the information that's on the screen amen uh for those who uh want to soak into the ministry amen about faith that this church amen we have the the cash app amen on there and it says souls matter so for those who are watching live Amen. On YouTube, on Twitter, and Instagram right now as we speak. Amen. So into Amen. This powerful ministry. Amen. Because they're Amen. They they you know I, I admire because they do a lot of damage in the kingdom with a lot of people. And you're right, Apostle. Amen. It is uh 400 churches or here is probably a whole bunch of churches on every corner. And now one of them even tried to say, hey, let's do a tent revival. Let's get together to do a tent revival okay. so we can pull these people off the street. Let us go on Cistron. We got an area in Fort Lauderdale called Cistron. They had churches everywhere, churches in this little strip. But all, but that is the biggest area where they had drug dealers, the, pep, you know, the prostitutes, you know, everybody out on drugs, whatever, and stuff like that. Instead of like, okay, let's get a permit. Let's get a tent. And let's get together all the churches get under one roof on this block. Amen. And let's have church and have revival to revive the people. And you're right. You're absolutely right. Amen. We need to do that because if we don't, because we're worried about how many members we got. First of all, it ain't even our members. Amen. Because we all are members of the body of Christ. Because like you said, the church is not a membership club. The church is the house of prayer, not a membership club. But it's the house of prayer. Amen. So I really enjoyed that word on tonight. Amen. I'm going to open up the floor 
amen, of anyone who, who would love to share uh, tonight, amen, before we pray for the man of God on tonight. Praise, praise the Lord, amen. I'm this prophet's lying. I just wanted to tell you, uh, man of God, the word was awesome. Um, I wanted to tell you, thank, thank you for confirming things that happened to me in my lifetime. I've, I've been in different churches and stuff, and, and as soon as one time, I never had preached at this church. I had been there for years, and the and the and the pastor let me preach one time. Well, after that one time, he made sure I never preached again. And then uh, we would start prayer, and all of a sudden, the people would stop. They didn't want to pray, so I would get up and I would pray and pray and pray, and the Holy Ghost would just move by its power. Well, after that, he never let me pray no more. And then after that, I don't care what I can do Sunday school. I can do nothing. I just sat there and sat there, and nobody did any preaching but the but the um, the apostle. Well, you know, I thank God for the podcast because God gave me an avenue to what God had called me to do. So I thank God for uh, what you revealed that I already knew. But other people have experienced the same thing. And so I, I thank God again for the word of God. And we pray for your strength. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Papa Spears, you something to my attention about letting people to your home. God help discern the spirits. Don't let nobody in your house, like you said, unless you know them. I got one person, one chief priest, that comes to my house. That's my apostle, my husband, and her son. Nobody's going to come to my house. I know them, and I know what they're about. But mm. what you say is true. People come in, do all the things to And I thank you for bringing your attention. And work with awesome. God bless you. God bless you, Apostle. This is Franklin Goffins. Amen. I've really enjoyed the message tonight because I've been in that situation of plenty of times where, <laughs> where you don't have to do anything. Uh, then they they give you a, uh, they gave me a, uh, the the um, the time to give me the position of being the announcer of the church. So I made the announcements. I look up. Everybody got announcements. I said, don't everybody supposed to bring me all the announcements? And if any adjustments need to be made, bring them to me and then I'll make them. The next thing I know, I wasn't doing the announcements no more. I was praying one night, and the Lord was moving by the Spirit. I mean, people were being delivered, and and, and, and the sister pastor walked in and said, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And I didn't stop until she said, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. That's cut me off. And any time she would walk in the building, there would be a different spirit walking in with her. It wasn't the spirit mm. of God. Mm. And so oh, Jesus. It's cut out of A lot of people mm. have been uh, put left the church because of her attitude, the way she treats people, the way she talks to people like they were nothing and, and stuff. So a lot of her uncle, her auntie, uh, plenty of people, I mean, it, a lot of people left. And then we had the recently we had... Uh, they had some other people, some young people to leave because they wouldn't let them do that. They said they wasn't ready. If you've been in the ministry for ever since you was a baby, if you're not ready now, when are you going to be ready? That's real. When are you going to be ready? You, and you've been listening to everything the pastor been teaching. You've been fasting and praying and God been talking to you. When are you going to be ready? 
So they left, but now they're wide open somewhere else. So I just thank God for the message tonight. It really was a powerful message. I mean, and it brought back a lot of stuff that happened to me in my lifetime in, in the ministry. But I, I really appreciate what you, how you brought things out tonight. And if everybody would get the pastors would get together, churches would get together. Amen. All of, we got a whole lot of pastors right here in Liberty City. We got oh, oh, we got five or six churches in one area right here where I live at. And uh, if everybody got together, we can get out. We can win some souls. We can stop all this uh, all this killing, all the drug dealing, and stuff. When we get together and get out and get step outside your Rolls Royce, your your Mercedes, or whatever you drive. And let's get out there and walk through the neighborhoods and set up a tent somewhere and let's get some. We, we got a lot of people around here, got some influence, and they can talk to the commission. They can get something done, but they don't, not care, they don't care about that stuff. I'm praying that one day soon that all this change, that a change will be made. Because the only way, listen, where I live out in there, where I'm living at, care, I mean, car gave us is all the way down on the south end. What they're doing now, they're trying to erase Liberty City. Brownfield, all this coming up from wow. Carl, I mean, from Carl Gables, we mm. are now. They they try to just block it out, try to shut it down like we never existed. So we're gonna have to get something done, and we're gonna have to stop complaining to one another. And and, and I told them, don't take but one man, don't take but one woman, don't take but one girl or one boy, and make a change. That's all it takes. People who are ready to get something done to make some change where we have somewhere to stand. Stuff that they don't want to erase our history where you come from. So I just thank God for you, the man of God. Keep doing what you're doing. I really enjoyed you tonight. Amen. Amen. We thank God on tonight. We thank God on tonight. Amen. We're going to go ahead and pray. Amen. Everybody just begin to stretch your hands out to the man of God on tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dayon, for listening on tonight. Uh, Dayon, amen. Eagles Life. All right, Dayon. She's at work. Amen. Thank you for listening in on tonight. God bless you. Amen. There's like 17 guests. Amen. That, that are on that listening live. We just appreciate you for um, tuning in on Monday Night Fire on tonight. Amen. God bless you. Amen. So we're going to get ready to pray for the man of God on tonight. For those who are in and then just be going to touch in the spirit, amen, uh, for apostle on tonight that God begins to cover him on tonight. Precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you on tonight. We thank you, oh God, hallelujah, that you use, amen, the giant, amen, that he is. Father, we thank you, oh God, as we speak right now, every virtue that is flew from him, that, amen, that came out of him, we call forth, amen, restoration to fall in his body, from the crown of his head, from the sole to his feet. Father, we thank you on tonight, O oh God, that he released the revelation knowledge, O oh God, throughout the nations and many other countries, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, that you're using him in this season, amen, to move in the ministry that mm. you have called them to be. And Father, we thank you, God, on tonight. And Father, as he begin to rest tonight, as he begin to rest tonight, Lord, send forth your ministering angels, amen, amen, to deal with him where he is, where he's resting in the name of Jesus. We speak peace over the house to continue over the house. We speak over the cherubims and we speak over the seraphims. We speak over the cherubs, amen, that is positioning themselves as they begin to rest 
tonight. Father, we thank mm. you. And Lord, that those that are weak, amen, in their bodies, amen, I dare you to trip a day just to lift your hands where you are and tell the Lord, thank you. Hallelujah, because there's a spirit of, of transformation, of healing, amen, that is in this place on tonight. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you, oh God, as we stand before you, as we stand together as a unit, as multiple churches that are in this room on tonight. Hallelujah, under the umbrella, hallelujah of a mega church we thank you god on tonight hallelujah that the word is going forth we thank you that the word of god on tonight cut like a two-edged sword we thank you that it cut down to the bone that it just cut the bone and decipher it hallelujah father we thank you oh god for the word that he rightly divided the word amen download of the revelation of the holy ghost amen that download into his spirit and so father father we're touching in a power and agreement for you to restore him restore his physical mind his emotional mind his psyche hallelujah psychological mind and a physical body oh god on tonight hallelujah that he won't wrestle that he don't have to wrestle that he don't have to fight we beat back the forces of hell amen and even try amen every time that they move to the next assignment father cover this man of god cover him right now from the crown of his head, from the soul to speak. Cover his family, oh God. The household, the children, hallelujah, my sister, hallelujah, my my babies, oh God. Cover them, oh God, in the name of Jesus in their house. Cover each and every one that is in this room. Cover the ones, amen, that are listening, amen, from different countries right now. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, on tonight. As we get ready to release this platform, release the service on tonight. And Father, oh God, we thank you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we pray. We thank God for everybody tuning in. Amen. Monday night fire. Amen. Every Monday night at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. And as you watch, amen, the flyer that's on, amen, live as you begin to speak for additional information, amen, contact the website at ELR Prophetic Shift dot with site.com forward slash preachers network amen and you will find amen if you want to download the service amen hallelujah from monday night fire and many others throughout the week feel free to do it amen god bless you may the sweet communion of the holy spirit amen. continue the rest rule abide in this kingdom forevermore until we meet again next time on elr prophetic podcast network god bless you God bless you. I started my life over again. I 